0: hey how's it going everyone and welcome back to the barbell and beers podcast so uh it is good to be back once again uh especially off the back of my last episode uh episode six where obviously i talked about my experience of working with kieran my mental performance coach uh and kind of what i've learned from that and obviously what i kind of passed on to listeners and stuff it's gone down incredibly well Uh, i'm not gonna come out here and say that Uh, You know, I've had like hundreds of messages and all that sort of stuff. Like everyone tends to over-exaggerate in in the fitness industry in particular. Uh, I'm not going to say that, but I did have some really nice messages and, you know, a lot of comments from people uh, saying how, you know, kind of how much they benefited from that episode, how much they enjoyed listening to my experience and my kind of um, hearing about just my experience of working with, you know, a mental performance coach slash therapist. It's kind of nice to talk about stuff like that. And what's really interesting about that episode as well is, Uh, I would argue that's probably the episode where I've had to do the least amount of prep beforehand. Um, If you've listened to every episode on this podcast, you'll know that I one-take everything. I don't uh, edit things. I don't uh, re-record. It's just literally press record, go, press stop, we're done with, right? Um, And obviously, I still have to do some prep work beforehand and stuff. But honestly, that episode, uh, or episode 6, the previous episode that was one where I could just, you know, talk straight from the heart and straight from the head. And uh, it was really nice because I could just basically flow from one thing to the other and I didn't really have to think about it too much. So uh, yeah, that was quite a nice episode to record. It's very different to the usual content that I kind of post or record or stuff like that. Um, So it's nice to do something a little bit different and to kind of see it go down really well. So yeah, if you are listening to this and you listened to my previous episode, thank you very much for listening. Uh, I think it is my most listened to episode so far, which is pretty cool. Um, But anyway uh we are now back obviously in the uk Uh, as you can probably tell by just the audio you listen to right now i'm back actually using my microphone uh in the uk uh if you listen to the last episode again you'll know that um i went out to dubai i took my microphone with me so i took the big actual microphone bit i took the big stand with me i took the wire with me the only thing i didn't take with me uh to dubai and left in the uk was the little adapter to hook up to my laptop so That's why I had to use my earpods in the last last sort of episode, uh, which is a little bit annoying, but still got it done. So it is what it is. But yeah, nice to be back in the UK. Nice to be back using my proper microphone and also nice to be back in my office. Um, I think I said this somewhere, uh, but basically whenever I record these episodes and uh, it's kind of truly befitting to the name of this podcast, I normally always have a beer or two while I'm recording these podcast episodes uh it's just a nice way for me to just kind of unwind obviously it's part of the branding um so yeah as we talk right now it is quarter past seven on a thursday night uh i've got a can of neck oil which um again if you follow me on instagram you'll know that i'm a big fan of beaver Town neck oil um shout out to the graphic boys for bringing me onto this a couple of months back when i went to go see them but i literally cannot stop drinking it now um so i normally always have a couple of cans of that a week while i'm at home doing some work in the office and stuff like that um But yeah, just thought I would kind of uh, just kind of bring that up again because some people probably don't know that I actually do actually drink while I do these podcasts. Uh, Again, it's something very different. You don't really see a lot of coaches in the fitness industry actively drink, nor do they actually tell people that they drink while they're recording, uh, you know, kind of fitness or educational-based content. So, but hey, I like to do things different. So it is what it is. Anyway, on to this week's topic. So um, this week's episode, I'm actually really excited about. Um, I'm going to be talking about three fat loss tactics that don't really get much airtime don't really get spoken about enough but for me I would honestly say if you implement these three fat loss tactics you are going to have the easiest run possible towards getting results I genuinely mean that um the three things I'm going to be talking about here are again like you know these are things that aren't really talked about enough but if I look at you know my clients if I look at the results I've got with my clients and I kind of like Dive deep into you know the reasons why they've you know achieved such incredible transformations. It's because they've implemented all three of these things. Uh, or sorry, should I say we've implemented these things together? Um, so honestly, when I say you know if you are listening to this podcast and you are either going into a dieting phase right now, you're going through a dieting phase right now, and either things are a little bit tough or you just can't see a way in which you're going to get the end result, then honestly, I want you to really listen into this and really. Make sure that you take away the three tactics I'm about to talk to uh, talk about here because I promise if you implement these things, it's going to be far easier for you to get results. So let's dive straight in. So the first tactic I want to talk about is actually taking the fat loss game at your own pace. And honestly, this one is so, so underrated. Um, I think this is partly as a result of the fitness industry and well, probably more so social media. Um again you know if you kind of rely on social media for a lot of your education and stuff like that you know you'll be no stranger to the fact that you know instagram is littered with uh seemingly very quick and very aggressive transformations in a short space of time uh you know you'll see a lot of people claiming that you know they've dropped 40 50 pounds in six to eight weeks something like that um or you know they'll seemingly have like a crazy transformation in what seems to be absolutely no amount of time Which often then leads people to believe that they can achieve it in the same time frame or that they should be holding themselves to that sort of standard. And again, take it from me, after coaching hundreds and hundreds of people, I can promise you this, not everyone is built for an aggressive transformation. Not everyone is built to lose a lot of weight in a short amount of time. Don't get me wrong, there are people that can facilitate that. But some people are just built to be better off going with the slow and steady approach to lose body fat. Um, and this comes down to a lot of different factors. Um, you know, the way I look at it, in which is, you know, for people who maybe have a little bit more weight to lose, and generally don't have that much of a stressful lifestyle, as in, you know, they've got a lot of time. Um, you know, they're not working against a deadline. Uh, you know, they've they've got like you know a job that's under control. They haven't got any external stress and stuff like that. Then yes, people in that sort of camp can easily go through a very aggressive uh, dieting style, lose a lot of weight, and not end up rebounding because the way that they can manage things is going to be a lot easier. But conversely, you potentially listen to this and a lot of people listening to this will fall into the other camp, which is people who have highly stressful lives. So, you know, people who maybe work full time, they have families, uh, you know, they have uh, relationships they want to keep up with. They've got social commitments. They've got a social life that they don't really want to kind of uh, get rid of and stuff like that. People in that sort of camp aren't often built for aggressive transformations. And the reason for that is because When you think about, you know, how in which that you've got to achieve an aggressive transformation, you've got to go very hard right from the start, which means that, you know, calories are probably going to be pretty low. Output in terms of training sessions, steps, cardio is going to be fairly high. And unless you are the kind of person that's built for that, as in you can stay very disciplined or you've got enough time in your life and in your schedule to fit all of that in, chances are that approach is not going to work. And unfortunately, I've seen it time and time again with people that I've just been speaking to in the DMs or people who have obviously come to me for coaching. They've tried to go super aggressive before and it might work in the short term and they might see quite a bit of change in a very short amount of time. But in the long run, it just ends up blowing back on them. And the reason for that is, you know, if the way in which that you uh, kind of go aggressive to start with, and yes, it may get results in the short term, if you can't sustain that over a period of time, say three, four, five, six months, to get you to that end result if you can't sustain that then all that's going to happen is you're going to hit a point where you're just completely out of gas you're going to hit a brick wall you've got nothing left you're not going to be able to commit yourself any further and that's when you know the rebellion starts to creep in and what i mean by that is you know you get to the point where you know kind of hunger is really high uh stress is really high you find yourself being very irritated you're constantly uh you know drowsy sleepy and stuff like that you'll find that your performance in the gym is maybe not as great as what it was when you first started. And when you're at that point where you're just simply out of gas, that's when you're in danger of just completely falling off the bandwagon because you've got nothing left in the tank. And that's simply because you've gone too hard too quick. So this, again, going back to my main point here is, you know, when it comes to going through a fat loss journey, you've really got to take the game at a pace that suits you, not what you believe is the right way or not what you believe or what social media uh, tells you is the right way to go about things. Again, I've had clients, you know, go through crazy transformations in, you know, 10, 12 weeks and lose, you know, upwards of 30 pounds of body fat. Uh, but conversely, you know, I've got clients that have been with me now for you know over two years who have been through multiple dieting phases who are uh, you know, I'm thinking of one client off the top of my head who's like maybe 14, 15 kilos down now. He could have actually lost that weight in a shorter amount of time if we'd have gone more aggressive. But if we'd have done that, it would have been adding way more stress on his plate. It meant it would have meant you know lower calories, more cardio, less flexibility when it comes to you know fitting in social occasions and stuff like that. And you know, some people just aren't built for that, and there's nothing wrong with that either. You know, again, a lot of the people who come to me for coaching and stuff come to me because they want to maintain their social life while they're dieting. And ultimately, you know, if you decide to go a more aggressive approach, whereby you're on less calories, um, you know, your output's a lot higher and stuff like that it's going to be a lot harder to fit social occasions in. And, you know, if you don't necessarily want to go about it in that fashion, you know, if you don't want to give up uh, the booze and stuff for like two, three months and stuff, then, you know, no one's putting a gun to your head. You don't have to go about it that way. Uh, And you can very much go for like a slower approach to fat loss uh, while kind of like, you know, dieting on higher calories, having more flexibility with your social life. You can still do that if you want to. So, you know, what I'm trying to really get at with this point here is you know, if you take this game at your own pace, you're gonna be way more successful. And, you know, just to give you a bit of an insight into how I do things with my clients, uh, you know, right from the start, you know, from like kind of like the interview stage, really when they set up and stuff, you know, I find out, you know, just kind of, you know, what the goals are, um, kind of like, you know, what free time they've got, you know, if they've got a time frame in which they wanna get a result by, um, and that's when we make a decision, you know, uh, for some clients who I know maybe have a bit more weight to lose, they haven't got as much stress on their plate, then yeah, we'll go a bit more aggressive from the start. And you know, we'll probably go through like a a more aggressive transformation in a short amount of time. But you know, on the flip side, I would say there's probably more clients uh, on my books right now who uh, are actually benefiting from going from more of a slower approach because it means that they can have higher calories. They've got more flexibility with their calories, meaning they can fit more social occasions in and they're just enjoying the process a lot more. So, you know, if you're listening to this and you've got to think about it in this way, you know, would you rather diet aggressively, be very miserable and have no social life for, you know, say two, three months, for example, get to the point where you just end up sacking it off because you just hate your life? Would you rather do that? Or would you rather go slower over, a, say, a four, five, six month period, lose the exact same amount of weight, do it in a more flexible way, which means that you don't have to give up your life in in the sort of process and essentially be able to keep things going after the dieting phase is done because the way that we've kind of set things up is a lot more flexible for your lifestyle. Which of those two options do you think is probably gonna work best for you? I would argue it's probably gonna be the second one. So just to round up this point, you know, if you take this game at your own pace, not what, you know, social media tells you is probably the the, the best way to do it and stuff like that, if you go about it at your own pace, you're gonna get much better results. And you know, I'm not gonna come here and tell you which way is better, you know, whether it's gonna be Go more aggressive or whether it's going to be going slower and stuff like that is going to be different for everyone. And it's up to you to find out, you know, kind of like what speed is going to be, you know, the best for you to handle. So that is tactic number one. Tactic number two is, again, something I've spoken about quite a hell of a lot on social media. Um, and is probably one of the most revolutionary things that I implement with my clients because it's just something they've never done before. And that's the concept of having diet breaks. And this one is actually quite an interesting one because. <laughs> For a lot of clients who work with me, whenever I give them their first diet break, they're always apprehensive. They're like, hang on, how am I gonna keep losing body fat if I'm actually taking a break from dieting? And this is where it's one of those occasions where you've actually got to look at the dieting process as a whole, right? Now, for the most part, most people listening to this, if they are looking to lose body fat, chances are they're probably gonna need more than say 12-ish weeks to get the job done, to actually you know, lose the amount of weight that they want to. And, you know, with that in mind, if you feel like you've got a lot of weight to lose, chances are you're not going to be able to get it done all within one dieting phase. You're probably going to have to have a break in between that to just kind of help the body recharge the batteries. Now, I'm going to go and kind of like talk about this from a perspective of, you know, looking at, you know, past experiences, right? So if you're listening to this, think about the last time that you dieted where it was unsuccessful. Did you get to a point where, uh, you know, hunger was really high? Uh, you know energy was really low you weren't really sleeping as well irritation was really high um, training was not that great in the gym and ultimately scale weight had got to a point where it was slowing down if you were at that point chances are you've probably been dieting for a while you've probably been dieting for 12 13 14 weeks consistently you're at a point now where calories are quite low output's really high but basically from a performance perspective and just in terms of rate of fat loss you know it's tanked you're at a point where nothing's moving and that's at the point basically where your body is out of gas. And and again, you gotta go back to a point here. Your body is not a robot, right? It's not built to be a functioning machine or like an optimal functioning machine. That's not how this game works, especially when you're dealing with an organism like the human body. There is gonna become a point where you build up so much diet fatigue that your body simply cannot progress any further. And at that point, the best thing you can do is actually just completely take a break from dieting. So, what I mean by diet fatigue is, you know, it's just essentially the the fatigue that's built up from, you know, being in an energy deficit for so long. So, going back to what I mentioned earlier on, diet fatigue symptoms are, you know, for example, where, you know, sleep starts to deteriorate, hunger starts to increase, energy levels really drop, performance in the gym drops, and ultimately, if scale weight or progress flows are not improving, uh, then, you know, these are all signs that diet fatigue is built up to a really high point. And essentially, this is where diet breaks come in. The idea is that we are going to raise your calories back up to your theoretical maintenance calories. We're gonna drop your output back to like a baseline. So we kind of get rid of cardio, maybe reduce steps a little bit and stuff like that. And the idea is you're just gonna spend, say between two and four weeks at maintenance calories. And you're gonna be using that time to just allow the body to repair itself. You know, when you've been sort of dieting and you've been in a deep dieting phase for, you know, three, four, five months or whatever, you know, being in an energy deficit for that long is, you know, it's quite harsh on the body. And, you know, you've really got to give your body some time away from dieting to help it to repair, to kind of recharge the batteries is the best way to describe it. So in this instance, you know, you want to be giving yourself sort of two to four weeks calories at maintenance, uh, you know, reducing output wherever you can, you know, keeping it even just as simple as, you know, still doing your training sessions in the gym and maybe hitting between eight and 10K steps a day. And then, yeah, you basically want to be, you know, uh adapting that or you want to be adapting adopting that uh, sorry should i say you want to be adopting that for around two to four weeks and what you're going to notice during those two to four weeks is one scale is not going to budge you are at maintenance calories so if you are worried about a calorie increase uh you know kind of sending you backwards and making you gain weight that's not how this works you're going to maintenance calories, which is the idea that you're raising your calories to theoretically where your maintenance is, i.e. you're gonna be consuming the same amount of calories as what you're burning on a daily basis. So all that's gonna happen is, your scale weight is gonna stay exactly as it is. Your physique is gonna stay exactly as it is. But what's gonna happen is, your body's gonna be utilizing those extra calories what you're going to find is your body's going to be able to recover a lot more with the extra calories. It's going to be able to perform better in the gym. And you'll probably find that your strength will increase a lot more with the extra calories. Um, And then you'll find that your sleep is going to improve. Your stress levels are going to reduce. And when you think about the environment that you are then going to be in, or uh, when you think about, you know, the environment your body's going to be in at that point, it's in a much better state to then progress forward. So, you know, after two to four weeks, you know, if you're feeling physically good, if mentally you are ready to move on, At that point, your body is then effectively ready to then go into the next aggressive phase of fat loss. And again, you could run that for another 8 to 12 weeks before, again, potentially taking another diet break. But the summary of this and where I'm trying to get at with this, the reason why diet breaks are so powerful is because it just gives your body that time to just recharge where it needs it the most. The chances are you're not gonna be able to get to the end of a dieting phase and get the job done all in one go you're probably gonna to need to take a break in between and probably break your dieting phase up into say two or three phases potentially, right? So diet breaks for me are an essential part of the journey. It's essentially like taking one step back to then go three steps forward. That is the best way to describe what a diet break does to the body and how it works in terms of you know, the overview of your journey. So if you don't already take diet breaks, I would suggest it's one of the best things you can do in your dieting phase. Um in terms of when to take them anywhere between sort of eight to 12 weeks is probably around the right time frame it really depends on your rate of progress and it depends on you know the amount of diet fatigue that you build up so uh again talking about it from a coaching perspective i often give clients diet breaks again anywhere between the sort of eight to 12 week mark um more often than not it's more towards a 12 week mark because in between that time frame uh, the body's normally in a good position to push pretty hard and you know make a lot of progress um so yeah Anywhere between the eight and twelve week mark is where you wanna be looking at taking a diet break. Again, you wanna run it for around two to four weeks, just again, depending on how much of a break you feel like you need. It's very much a case of the longer you spend in uh, you know, the diet break phase, you'll then kind of realize just based on how your body's performing, how you're feeling physically and mentally, that's gonna be at the point where you can then make the call about, you know, when you wanna drop back into a deficit. So so yeah to kind of summarize the point if you aren't already doing diet breaks absolutely do it because i promise you this is going to be like consider it like a pit stop in an f1 race it's what's going to allow you to get towards the end of the race without crashing that is pretty much the best way to describe it so again if you're not doing a diet break already do it it's going to make your journey to getting in shape so much more efficient and so much less problematic so But anyway, uh, that is the second point. And the third and final tactic. So this one is going to be absolutely applicable to everyone uh, who is listening to this podcast. Um, Again, it does not matter how much weight you've got to lose, uh, how well you've already done, whether you're near the end of your goal or whether you're just starting. This tactic remains the same for everyone and is as useful for everyone listening to this. And it's the idea that you want to be focusing on the systems, not on the end goal. And where I'm trying to get at with this one is a lot of people focus on the end result. They say, for example, uh, you know, for example, if you're listening to this and you want to lose, say, 30 pounds as an average target, right? A lot of people will be uh, focusing on losing 30 pounds or whatever, right? So a lot of their focus is going to be on just that target of being 30 pounds lighter and stuff like that. The problem is, when you think about such a big number to achieve like that, it can be very, very overwhelming. And you know, if you've listened, if you're listening to this, and you've been at a point where you look at the mountain that you've got to climb ahead of you in this fat loss phase, and you realise that the peak is so far above you, and you're just worried about how you're going to get there, it's understandable. And you know, it's understandable to be overwhelmed in that position. And unfortunately, sometimes that overwhelm can often lead people astray. It gets them frustrated, and you know, again, I've seen it time and time and again. People will often give up with, uh, you know, dieting halfway through a journey because they still feel like they've got a mountain to climb. And it's because they're focusing so much on, uh, you know, the end goal that's still, you know, months away instead of focusing on what they're doing on a day to day basis and the wins that they are taking on a day to day basis. Um, So something I tell my clients all the time is, you know, you want to be focusing on what you're doing in the micro or on the micro, not on the macro. And what i mean by that is you know you've got to be focusing on the system you've got to be focusing on the habits that's going to allow you to lose weight over the long term because it's not necessarily you know when you look at the end goal that you've got to achieve here right what's really going to get you there is it's going to be basically um a compounding effect of all the positive and you know the correct habits and systems that you do on a daily basis that's going to get that result so it makes sense for you to just focus on putting one foot in front of the other so if you are listening to this, you know, if you want to be successful in your next dieting phase or if you want to finish your dieting phase strong right now, as cool as it is to have the end goal, it's great because that gives you direction. That gives you somewhere to go on your roadmap to get you to that, you know, to where you want to be, right? But when it comes to what you need to be focusing on, don't focus on the end goal. Focus on the systems. Focus on, you know, perfecting your daily routine so that it's going to positively reflect and, you know, essentially contribute towards the work that's going to get you that end result so you want to be looking at your day-to-day life and you want to be you know managing your uh, kind of like schedule well enough to the point that you know you can find time to get your steps in you can find time to go to the gym to get extra cardio done whatever it may be and you want to find or you want to build a system that's going to allow you to uh, meet your nutritional targets and your nutritional requirements as quickly and effectively and efficiently as you possibly can and when you build a system a daily system and a weekly system like that that just makes it very very easy for you to tick all the right boxes when you start compounding that on a daily basis and you start adding one good day after another good day after another good day and stuff like that that momentum starts to gather and before you know it you're going to be in a position where the weight is just continuously falling off you and you know you are moving towards your target at light speed but that does not happen unless you focus on what you're doing on a day-to-day basis so you know if you are overwhelmed right now at the thought of you know going through this body transformation journey that you're about to go on or if you're part way through it now when things seem really hard and um you know you feel like you've still got a massive mountain to climb and stuff like that remove the overwhelm by removing the focus on the end goal instead focus on what you're doing every 24 hours focus on your systems focus on your routines every day and building the routine that's going to work around your life as best as you possibly can to allow you to tick all the boxes that's contributing towards the work that gets the end goal so i promise you if you can do that you're going to be far less overwhelmed and you're going to be able to actually enjoy the process a lot more because what's going to happen is you're going to focus on what you're doing every day and when you get to the end of the day and you get to the end of the day and you know you look at your Apple Watch, you've hit your 10K steps, you've done your workout for the day, you've nailed your macros and you're about to go and get yourself a good night's sleep. Every single day that you do that, that's a little micro win in the bank. And what's going to happen is every single one of those good days that you have, that's just going to keep compounding. That is an example right there of you know positive uh, compounding, right? And as you compound more and more of those good days, the momentum swings in your favor and that's when you start really starting to see the really good results. So... Yeah, to kind of summarize that point, then, you know, if you really want to get the results and you want to reduce the overwhelm on your shoulders right now, because, you know, again, I understand a lot of people listening to this podcast are probably people who are brand new to this body transformation game. They feel like they've got a long way to go to get the way they want to be. And I know, I, I understand how, you know, um, how overwhelming that can be. Because I think about, you know, when I first started this myself, uh, you know, when I first started my own body transformation journey, I remember what it felt like back in those days where I was like, fuck, I'm like nowhere near where I want to be in terms of the way I want my physique to look, the body confidence I want, and stuff like that. But one thing I can really tell you is, you know, the more that you pin your focus and pin your attention on perfecting your systems, getting your daily routine right to reflect the work you need to do to get your goal, if you do that, I promise you, you're going to be far more successful. There's going to be less overwhelm on your shoulders and ultimately before you know it and before you even realize it you're going to be far closer to your goals than you actually realize so yeah uh that is everything for this episode so i honestly promise you this if you're listening to this and you've got to this point in the episode if you implement those three things there so you know take this fat loss game at your own pace take diet breaks every 8 to 12 weeks and if you focus on the systems not the end goal if you do those three things and you do them consistently, I promise you, fat loss is going to be so much easier. You're going to face far less resistance. You are going to um, you know, not be affected by roadblocks as much and stuff like that. The fat loss game is going to be so much easier. And I can guarantee, you know, if you haven't already got results to this point, it's probably because you've not really thought to do any of these three tactics or all of them, right? But anyway, that is all from me for today's episode. So hopefully, you guys found this one useful. Uh, I really hope this goes down well because I feel like um, you know, if I'm thinking about you know genuine fat loss advice, this stuff is what actually makes the difference. Not just you know, oh, what foods are the best to eat for fat loss? What training's the best thing for fat loss? Blah 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 blah. blah. We all know that being in a calorie deficit leads to fat loss, right? That is essentially how fat loss works at the foundation. But it's the nitty gritty stuff that really makes a difference. And that's what these tactics are. These are the things that are not spoken about enough, but these are the things that really do make the difference between getting someone from where they are right now, uh, you know, kind of like dealing with the craziness of life and getting them to where they want to be. So yeah, that's all from me for this week's episode. Thank you for tuning in and I'll see you in the next episode.